Blog Talk Radio. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We here at Holler and Elbow, the wrestling brand, want to do our part in eradicating this horrible disease that takes away our wives, our mothers, our sisters, our aunts, our daughters. Please help us to help eradicate breast cancer. A portion of the sales of this shirt will go to help eradicate this horrible disease. Please help us help the wonderful, beautiful women in all of our lives. Collar and elbowbrand.com. Ladies and gentlemen, um, looks like the theme isn't wanting to play. Um, don't know why. Been having some few, few technical difficulties here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another great edition of Off the Rails Radio with your host, Tom what can i say folks it's live tv welcome back to off the rails radio um i am your host tom wing uh we're here tonight on this nice and chilly afternoon at least it's chilly where i'm at um tonight we've got a, a new guest his name is donnie dollars we'll bring him on here in a second uh, first off, I want to say thank you to everybody that listened in to the uh, legendary Larry D episode last week. Uh, did record numbers for us. Um, hope to keep, continue the trend. Um, do want to apologize about what happened on Wednesday night with Trash Can Graham. Um, right about three minutes right after we went on the air, he let me know that uh, he wouldn't be able to call in for his interview. And um, we'll try to get that rescheduled at a later date. Uh, I do hate that it happens that way, but it does happen. Apparently he was having some health issues. Um, So just want to say the best of wishes to Trash Can Graham and hope you get to feeling better. Uh, Let's go ahead and pay some bills here before we bring Donnie on the air. Um, As you heard, October's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, You can head on over to CollarAndElbowWrestlingBrand.com. Uh, pick up the pink mirror T-shirt. Um, proceeds, of, some of the proceeds of that T-shirt will go to help breast cancer awareness. Use the promo code Wing, capital W I N G. And yes, I do have to spell that for about damn near everybody because for some reason people think I'm Chinese. Um, they Wang Wayne, um, yeah. Uh, Wing, W-I-N-G, save 10% off your order, save you a little money, help out a good cause. Uh, we also have the new fall drop-in with the metal tee and a few other t-shirts. Head on over to collarandelbowwrestlingbrand.com. All right, so uh, before we bring Donnie on, I'm going to go ahead and run off our schedule for the next few weeks. Uh, we've got the entire mu- month of November now booked. Um we will have all the shows coming at you at rapid fire. Uh, I give, give me one second here. I'm bringing back up my list because for some strange reason I closed it. Um, we'll have them rapid fire. Uh, we will be taking the month of December off um, from from podcasting just for the holidays and stuff. But tonight we've got Donnie Dollars. Uh, on October 24th, we've got Phil Fair. On this, on October 31st, a special Halloween edition with the Spirit of Detroit from over in Detroit, Michigan. Cassidy and Jonte Keith will join us. On November 7th, it will be Creature Feature John Campbell. November 14th, it will be Eric Emanen. On November 21st, we're going to go international. Australian independent wrestler Vinny Vane will join us. That should be interesting considering the time difference. Um, it's 8 a.m. here. It's 8 p.m. now, I'm sorry, and it's like 11 in the morning over there tomorrow. So that should be interesting. And on November 28th, we'll have Michelle Myers on the show. Um, so stay tuned into those. Uh, you'll see me plugging them them throughout the week, and it's, they're sure to all be great interviews. All right. So we've got Donnie Dollars on the air. How you doing, bud? 
Hey, I'm doing all right. How's it going? That's going pretty good, man. So, uh, uh, give everybody a little background information. I've reached out to um, the group that we're a part of, the Ambassador Group, and you know, trying to get people on. You know, hey, do you want to come do my podcast? And I think you were the first person that messaged me, or well, hey, well you were the first person that messaged me and actually confirmed a date. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I want to hey, thank, I want to thank I, you for coming on today. I appreciate the uh, the opportunity. I mean, you extending the uh, the invite to uh, you know guys to get their name out there and. Of course, I'm going to jump on that train, take every opportunity I can. Um, exactly. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I go by Donnie Dollars. I've been uh, wrestling for 15 years, uh, mainly in uh, the Carolina region. Uh, trained at uh, Boogie's Wrestling Camp in Charlottesville, Virginia, and uh, where uh, the likes of uh, Hangman Page, guys like that, have come from, and. Uh, I've been uh, mainly I've been at uh, CWF Carolina Wrestling Federation for 13 years since 2004. Uh, they've just recently come into prominence with their uh, worldwide uh, weekly episodic program on YouTube. Um, guys like uh, Trevor Lee, Andrew Everett, Eric Royal, uh, guys in uh, WWE now like uh, Noe Jose used to be Manny Garcia. Uh, graduate of the CWF dojo. Um, so I've been, uh, you know, East Coast, Mid-Atlantic guy for, for 15 years and trying to spread my wings, man. All right. So uh, I'm going to I'm gonna open the interview with every question I usually open with, with with wrestlers. So when was the first time you remember seeing professional wrestling? Well, I was sort of a late bloomer. Uh I, I I mean, I kind of, I think I remember bits and pieces of it here and there when I was real young, but uh, the first time it really stuck in my brain and things that I remember were from uh, 96, 97, around then was the uh, the Monday Night Wars, uh, NWO, DX, all that, you know, Sting and, and Hogan and Flair and, and, and the, uh, just when it was, when it was a fever pitch, for the uh, for the back and forth on Monday night, and, and uh, I mean it was probably a, a, as good a time as any to to get on that roller coaster. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so yeah, uh, all right. So right here, did you start training, and uh, how did how did you get in contact with your trainer? That is a. Um, that my story is kind of a, a little uh, a strange little story because uh we we came from uh you know conspicuous uh beginnings as as most of us do you know trying it out in our own little way and then uh deciding that we want to do it legit so uh we contacted uh, the local uh promotion uh where I was living in uh, Roanoke Virginia uh, a guy named uh, World Famous Eclipso, uh, and um, went to their shows that they were doing and said, uh, you know, we've we've got we've got characters that we we have. We want to. We think we we got what it takes to uh, you know do this. And so they said, uh, get your uh, get your license because you got to be licensed in Virginia. Get your license. Come back to our next uh, live show, and we'll. Uh, you know, run you through the ringer and see what you got. And um, normally how, how guys, you know, takes them months and, and years of, of training before they even, you know, step through the ropes. Uh, we actually worked uh, the first time, the first day we trained, uh, which, you know, probably isn't the, the safest or the smartest move. Um, and it was really kind of a... Uh, learn on the fly thing really for me. Um, we, uh, we were on the, me and my partner, uh, his name was Justin time at the, at the time he changed to Gregory Versetti. Uh, we were a little, little, uh, mafia group sort of thing known as the firm. And, uh, I mean, draw more heat than anybody, any, anybody in the local promotion could get. And, uh, you know, that's what worked for us. That's what kept bringing us back. They kept booking us week in, week out, well, month in, month out, let's say. Um, 
got a few bookings off of that here and there. Uh, eventually, uh, ran into Jimmy Valiant uh, after being on the circuit for a while, and uh, he he said that you know since since you guys already have been running the ropes, you've already been running the circuit, you know kind of what you're doing. Come down, get you know get through my program, and and you know get your name on the wall, get the plaque, get all that, you know, and, and basically become certified. So it was really just kind of serendipitous the way, uh, the way my uh, training kind of worked out. It was, it was almost, almost really a a self-taught method, like on the fly kind of. Yeah. Cause for some people that works great that, you know, you just, instead of, you know, working through this, work through that, work through this, just get in there and do it. Uh, oh yeah, because because a lot of my you know I didn't get to do the the weekly training and all that. My 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 training basically was live in front of people, you know. And and if if I messed up, I messed up live in front of people. It, it you know I didn't have a chance to you know stop and what did I do wrong? Where did I misstep? You know this and that. I I had to learn and then figure it out the next time I did a show. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, I have to say that learning on the fly like that in front of a live audience, I mean, the pressure the pressure just had to be enormous, especially in front of a legend like, like Jimmy Valiant. Um, I think we were – I was almost too young to really understand the pressure. I was having so much fun just doing it. It was – it, especially being being the bad guys that we were and, and carrying carrying ourselves the way we did and our characters, um, it, it was just so much fun that we kind of didn't really feel any pressure. We just went out there to put on a good story and and just were really focused more on making the people hate us than we we were about having a good match. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. Um, so, now about how long was you into your career? Because you said you did some work first. Now, did you do work in other promotions before you met Jimmy, or was um, it after- yeah, probably only worked for about one or two, maybe three promotions before we started training for uh, training at, at Valiance. Um, so you know, not not a tremendous amount of experience, um, but. You know, I was getting out there, was experiencing different different crowds, different relatively different areas. Uh-huh. In Virginia, it's kind of, you know, in Virginia, West Virginia, it, it's almost the same crowd. Right. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I know in Kentucky, Boogie's got a huge reputation. Uh, the guy that Absolutely. trained the guy that trained me when I was working, uh, same was Rated X. Um, he he was. A very big mentor of X when he first when X was first starting, and a lot of that rubbed off on him, and a lot of that rubbed off on me, which I never got to meet Jimmy for. Unfortunately, I hate that. It seems like if I was working a promotion, he was at the promotion on my off weeks. It just seems that that's how it always worked. He's um, he's he's still traveling in in his age. I'm I'm surprised that how many uh, how many times he's retired and come back and. You know he's still doing all the cons and and still doing all the all the fests and everything else. You see him everywhere, so I wouldn't be surprised if you run into him eventually. Right. Um, who do you think's had more retirements, Terry Funk or Jimmy Valiant? I mean, uh, about that, about that even, aren't they? Right. Oh, which I heard, and I know Tim. I know Funk's got to be up in his upper mid seventies, mid to late seventies, and I heard he's got still be. working. Uh, I believe that is factual. Uh, I can't confirm that, but I believe that is factual. All right, all right. So um, I've been trying to do some research because most of the most of my guests, most of my guests I've known before they came on the show. You never met, so I decided to do a little research. Uh, like right. you said, Carolina Wrestling Federation. Now, is that owned by Boogie, or is that a separate deal? No, that is uh, that is completely separate. That is, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know how much uh, I'm allowed to give away, but that's that's uh, you know a completely different 
Federation run by uh we'll we'll, we'll say uh, William L. Cross and uh Coach Gemini, formerly the Gemini Kid. Um that's and they've been they've been in charge of that one for uh since its inception. Um when the 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 book and the technical stuff has now been passed on to uh Brad Stutz and uh and Grant Sawyer, but uh you know, that that uh still strong, strong tradition of uh great southern wrestling, keeping the tradition alive, uh you know, make you believe again in uh in the in, in just the classic uh the classic of doing wrestling, you know, not the, the, the super ultra high flying high spots every, you know, it, it's, it's wrestling the way yeah. it's supposed to be. Right. The promotion that I've trained, I, I brought into, which was owned by my trainer, uh, it was United States wrestling federation. And our slogan was wrestling the way you remember it. There um, you go. And I made a small comeback back in 2015 because I, I wanted to work again. And I went and worked for a promotion, and it was full of the the super spot kids, and uh, which I never had to work with any of them, <laughs> thankfully. Um, but I, I, one kid come back, and he had known me for quite a while back when I was wrestling in Georgetown, Kentucky, for for a few years, and uh, he was like, "Man, how was my match?" And I was like, "Well, it was good, except for the fact that you're going to kill yourself eventually." <laughs> Yeah, slow down. Need some psychology. <laughs> uh, did five did five flips when you only needed to do one. <laughs> and but um, now, when did you get hooked up with CWF? Um, that was 2004. I actually made my debut at what would end up becoming one of their staple shows. They end up running. Um, Three uh, three big shows, typically at the end of the year, or always at the end of the year, I, I should say. Um, the Rumble, which we just came off of the 17th annual Rumble, which I mean, 17 in, in terms of indie companies is pretty pretty stellar. Yes. Um, and then uh, that's our that's our October, our big October one. Uh, November is Ultimate Survivor, which that's the one I debuted at in 2004. Um, and then their their big one is is uh, the the main the main deal. It's our you know WrestleMania, so to speak. It's Battlecade at, um, at the end of the year in December. But I, I, I debuted for them uh, inauspiciously at. Uh, at what would be one of their big shows, and uh, I've, I've kind of claimed it as being like one of my favorites, just because that's where I debuted. So I try to make it a point to be there every year when I can. Um, there were there were several times where I was uh, kind of have, having to take other bookings because uh, you know the payday was right, and they don't call me dollars for nothing. So uh, you know. You gotta gotta kind of gotta kind of shy away from from that and pick up a few few extra bucks and go go do my thing, you know. Okay. All right. Now, um, looking at some of your history here, um, tell me about Fatback Enterprises. Fatback Enterprises. All right. Um, probably the uh, one of the best factions to ever run through the Carolinas. Um, We were very NWO style. uh, Did whatever we wanted to whoever we wanted. Um, The the group originally consisted of uh, myself, uh, the box office draw, Michael Yamaha, and our manager, Fatback Brad Stutz. And we were just we we were just causing havoc. We we did what we wanted because we knew we were the best, and it kind of became this 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 entity of its own of its own being, where it, it, we didn't really control it anymore. Um, we just did, and 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 it and it you know we we just did as it told us to do. You know what I'm saying? 
it, it was kind of kind of weird because um, I, I was at, I was only at, at CWF uh, a few months uh, before they uh, before Brad and Yamaha kind of scooped me up, took me under their wing, and and said we want to kind of we kind of want to run with this thing and uh, you know bring you in, make a little group out of it, make a little stable and. You know, me being young and 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 wanting uh, a, to fit in at, at a at a real cool. Uh, I mean, I knew it was up and coming. I, I didn't know how far CWF was going to come in that time, but um, being you know, I just wanted. I said, you guys want to use me? I, I I will be. I will do what you want. And it 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 really just took on took on legs of its own. Uh, we ended up having. Uh, Guys like Corey Etzel, who was, uh, uh, I think, the youngest Mid-Atlantic heavyweight champion, if I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not certain about that. Um, there was uh, Nick Richards, longtime partner of mine. Uh, Matty De Niro, best friend of mine. Uh, Mitch Connor, great guy who uh, here with uh, tag with the uh, the Beer City Bruiser. Um, it was just this this great group of guys who had incredible chemistry with each other, even though there were constantly moving pieces. And, and that's one of the things. I was dubbed the foundation of Fatback because I was the only constant piece in that puzzle. I, I never went anywhere. I was always the one guy you could count on to basically – be the backbone of, of the group and, and hold it down. Um, but, but Fatback Enterprises was probably some of the greatest. Um, I'm so lucky to have been part of something that was huge in its own way. You know, it's it's not going to be known all over the country or anything, but right there in that small little pocket, Fatback is is something that's going to live forever in those people's minds. I know it's definitely going to live forever with me, uh, and, and something that that I will always love to that that I've been a part of. Okay. Now, um, I'm, I was reading that you you've been very successful in tag team wrestling. Um, looks like back in from May ninth to May ninth two thousand nine to June third, that made those. I'm not sure how they know. It looks like September 5th to March 3rd, March 6th. Um, you were the Mid-Atlantic Tag Team Champion with Corey Edsel. Yes. 180 days. And an independent promotion, that is really, really good. Yeah. Um, Corey Edsel um, was a 400-pound guy who could move, um, I mean, I can't even draw a comparison to him the way he could move. He, he was so light on his feet, so skilled, so agile, so smart about everything that he did. I, I learned so much from working with him, um, and, and he's younger than me. Uh, and that's, I, I was so blessed to have, to have been able to work with him. But I'm 6'4", you know, to, you fluctuate between 270 and 300 my, my whole career, and he was 400 pounds, uh, about you know six foot six one. So you know we were we were two monsters, you know. So anybody they put in front of us, they, we we just we just mowed them down, and and that's what that's what they came to expect, um, especially after the the trials that we went through to get those belts. Um, that that is a fantastic match that uh you need to uh need to see uh it's up on youtube i think they just uploaded it recently okay um and then after looks like about three months later you would capture them again with a different person from fatback enterprises and nick richards how was that teaming that that was um that was uh, basically a, a, the the flip dynamic. Um, whereas I was the um, teaming with Corey, I was the the smaller guy 
and that's odd to say for for a guy that's you know six four two ninety. Um, but uh, I was a smaller guy when I teamed with Corey, and then when we when when I teamed with Nick, I was the big guy. So there was a much different dynamic there. Um, Nick being the 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 quicker you know fighter, you know uh, scrappy, you know do whatever it takes, uh, win at all, all costs kind of guy. And, um, the, the dynamic there just, it, it, it was, it was something different for them to see, um, out of basically the same, the same group, but basically kind of, kind of went to reinforce the, uh, the foundation of Fatback moniker, you know, I can I, I can tag with basically anybody. I'm I'm kind of a, sort of a tag team specialist. I, I kind of I, I can do it all really: singles, tag, heel, babyface, curtain jerk, mid card, main event, whatever you got. And, and that's that's why I also think a foundation fits me well too, because you can you can you can build a company on me too if you need or if you like now, or if you want. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you prefer tag team wrestling over singles? Um, it depends. It, it 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 depends on. I guess it depends on the story we're trying to tell. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I I really have no preference. I just want to be able to get out of there and and show what I can do, and and, and prove that I I can I can hang and and you know after fifteen years it's it's. It's a little, you know, still trying to tr- trying to scrap and claw my way up, but you know, never never stop fighting, you know. Okay. And then um, you guys you guys drop those titles on, on Halloween, pretty much. Um, then about a couple years later, you became the Mid Atlantic Television Champion. Now I don't I don't know if they put the time frame in here wrong, but it says it's from September. 22nd to October 7th. Didn't no, have a that, real long that, run with the belt. Um, that, that time frame is wrong, yeah. Now, how how long of a run did you have with that belt? That was from, I can't remember what year. Uh, it was from December until September. Okay. So you held it for quite a while. Yeah, that was, uh, what, nine, nine, almost ten months. That's another one. That is a feat in the independent wrestling because, as most people don't know, unlike you know what we see on TV, you have to constantly flip flop belts after a month or so just because you got people coming in, people going out, people not wanting to stick around. It's pretty much right, you know, yeah. independent wrestling. A belt locks you to a promotion, so they try to keep them on people they know is going to stick around. Um, so. Being a nine, ten month champion is very telling in independent wrestling. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, my my, uh, I hold my my loyalty to CWF in in high regard. Um, they did so much for me. Um, I mean, I made countless friends that you know that are, that are doing so well and and it's just such a great place to be and learn and um the I, i'm i'm grateful that my loyalty was reciprocated through you know their trust in me as as champion now do they now have you ever been able cuz like you, we said with the time frame it's wrong so I'm assuming there's other things this website's left out but uh, have you ever held their top title I have not uh, well for 30 seconds I did uh, for 30 seconds I, I held it in my hands uh, and then you know referee's decision continue the matches and that it was uh, like uh, I think a, a six way or a four way or something uh, I I have not I uh, haven't had uh, haven't had that many heavyweight title uh, opportunities, uh, probably about three, four, five over the years. Um, timing not right, you know, and 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 among other things. But uh, you know, 
one of these days, I mean, right now, right now, Trevor Lee is currently the champion, and we all know who Trevor Lee is. If you don't, uh, flip on TV somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he's, uh, you know, currently the longest reigning Mid-Atlantic champion, uh, just past Eric Royal's uh, streak, which Eric Royal had just uh, surpassed Corey Edsel's streak, uh, uh, which was 400-some days, and then Eric Royal's was 400-plus-some. Now Trevor's into the 500s, I believe. So, um, so you know, one of these days, timing's right, and, and, and you know, when, I, when I'm, I'm ready... You know, I think I think it'll all it'll it'll all fall into place. But you know, I'm I'm forever seeking gold in other places because you know gold means more money, right? Big, bigger envelopes, and that's always a good thing. Right. <laughs> um, so we kind of flip flopped around. Normally, I would say you know ask you um, about your about your gimmick. Uh, so who come up with Donnie Dollars? Um, that was. <laughs> it was actually my brother. Um we were we were trying to find uh, a way for me to fit into this uh uh mafia style gimmick before we, we got all going with it and um trying to figure out what what would work and, and uh I mean I'm a I'm a big uh a movie big movie mark. I I have a, a giant D V D collection and um I was just like, well, you know, I know that I know that the movie Donnie Brasco was all about, you know, infiltrating the mob and all that. So, kind of like that name, Donnie Brasco. I mean, like, well, he obviously can't take that name; it's trademarked and whatever else. And my brother's sitting there right next to us and goes, uh, "What about Donnie Dollars?" I mean, just off the top of his head, and and I was, I looked at him and I was like, "That's." kind of brilliant you know it's 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 easy to easy to do things with easy to you know money is the easiest thing i can think of to you know gimmick up just buy things make things with money find things with money on it and use that you know so it just kind of it rolls off the tongue it just kind of just kind of fit you know Mm -hmm. no doubt all right so, um, what other promotions have you been working for? Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of little promotions around uh, around the Mid Atlantic's like uh, Pure Pro Wrestling, um, uh, PWF in uh, Hubert. That's uh, that was that's one that was owned by Steve Carino. Um, there's. Uh, yeah, I've worked for AML out of uh, Winston Salem. Um, I've, I've made my debut in uh, New York this year for uh, Bree Combination Wrestling. Um, I'm looking to get on a couple other places. I, I'm, I've worked for uh, Crab Championship Wrestling and Beyond in Maryland. Um, and uh, I work a, a whole lot with uh, Gimmick Tree Entertainment and Modern Vintage Wrestling. Um, I'm actually the, uh, the head trainer there, the facility that we've got currently in Boone's Mill, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I, I used to work for uh, MACW, Ricky Nelson, uh, several years ago. I got a lot of great opportunities working for him. Um, but that's, uh, that's about the extent of it that I, that I consistently work for. I mean, there's a lot more here and there that, that, uh, you know, their initials escape me right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So we're going to, what we're going to do right now, um, Donnie, is we're going to take a small break. Um, All right. I'm going to play another commercial from, from Colorado, who we are both sponsored by. Um, yes, sir. And we're going to play some music, and we'll be back here shortly. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all right, so here we're going to go. Um, the first song is going to be a song called No Breaks, and here is our first break. Fall is in the air. That means 
pumpkin spice lattes. That means pumpkin spice everything. Ugg boots. Yoga pants. God, I hope I can fit into mine this season. Scarves. And baseball tees. Hoodies. Not yet, but soon. The metal tee. No need for any cease and desist here. And hats. Stop by collarandelbowbrand.com today and get your fall drop immediately. It's fall, y'all. Collarandelbowbrand.com You'll be the coolest person in Starbucks whether you're wearing yoga pants and Ugg boots or not. In fact, I like to go to Starbucks without the bottoms on all the time and just wear my collar and elbow brand type shirt. I immediately get my coffee and go. We are back on the air. Um, of course, first you heard you heard Al Snow and a fellow off the rails radio alumni um, go to collar and, El- collar and elbow brand dot com. Apparently, I gave out the wrong website earlier. Um, you can use promo code Wing W I N G to to get your merch. Save 10%, call it a day. All right, sorry about that. I accidentally muted my own mic. Um, you still with us, Donnie? I'm here. Um, for, for everybody out there, and you can uh, put this on your Facebook real quick, Donnie, while we're talking, 
um, they could go to Off the Rails Radio and get a link. Um, it's also on my personal page, so if you want to share it from there, Donnie, you can. It was easier for right. me than it is to type it out and try to talk at the same time. Gotcha. <laughs> um, you can go on there and you can take a listen. Um, you can go to facebook.com slash off the rails radio. Um, that's where I, I keep my schedule up. I keep my schedule there. Um, I've got a you know, photo book full of alumni that's all been on, on the show um, and everything. So um, what would you have to say in, in your entire time has been one of the best angles that you do, that you've done? Uh, best angles. Um, that would have to be, well, there's, there's, there's two for two different reasons. Okay. Uh, And I'll, I'll I'll try to keep them brief. Um, I mean, if you want to expand on them, you can. Okay. Uh, the first one would have to be the, the, uh, feud that I had with Nick Richards, um, he had been my longtime partner, like I like I said, with uh, in Fatback Enterprises, and he um, at what was it, Madness in Any Direction, 2013, turned on me, and he what's our what's our PG level here? Um, you can speak speak freely. Okay, he beat the shit out of me with a chair. Uh, I mean, it was it was pretty vicious. Um, but uh, other than the the physical um, abuse that I took, the emotional toll of him basically putting a knife in Fatback Enterprises. Uh, took it took it to a whole other level for me um he the emotion that we that we drew in that storyline for me personally um there's nothing that that's topped it uh, as far as the whole uh the whole thing you know, beginning to end, um, uh, the the payoff was a dog collar match that I had with him. That was probably, I mean, you go back to um, who was it, uh, Greg Valentine and um, uh, yeah, I mean br- that brutal, like awful. Uh, that one I know is on YouTube. I've watched it several times. Uh, just the whole story arc of that was was one of my favorites um the other um would have to be when i won the tag titles with Corey Edsel uh what happened there was basically fatback had been a thorn in everybody's side forever we had always got the upper hand on every stable every faction that there had been uh throughout you know every they may all the other groups may have won the battles but we eventually always won the wars and it came down to the tag titles uh coach gemini it wasn't coach gemini yet actually because i i got to wrestle him gemini kid one of the greatest uh unsung uh wrestlers of this generation trained uh, just about every single guy coming out of the CWF dojo in the past 15 years, I would say. And um, he, he, uh, they, they were, uh, it was him and Jesse Ortega were, were the tag champions and, they put the uh, stipulation on the line that if Corey and I did not win the tag titles, then the entire group of Fatback would be disbanded. 
and they had put into play that they were going to uh, not pin us. They were just going to go to a time limit draw, and uh, that it was a 30-minute time limit, and that match ended with, I think, 29 minutes and 56 seconds to go, and that place absolutely erupted. I have never been a part of a match, uh, a feud, uh, anything like that where the fans had such a genuine overjoyed reaction uh, that that we came out on top and the, the, it it was just, I get goosebumps thinking about it now, how we, uh, uh, Jim and I even came out wearing a uh, replica shirt, how, um, I'm I'm such a terrible historian, um, because I I did wrestle, I started watching it so late, but, uh, you remember he came one of them came out wearing a uh, a shirt saying uh, still tag champs and then it had the following day's date on the back um i think it was in greensboro it was like 1986 or something and he did the exact same thing still tag champs following day's date of you know when when they were going to beat us and i mean it was just it was just great i, I just loved both of those dudes so much Okay. And now what was your other uh, – now, was there another feud in there that you said that was one of your favorites? Oh, no, that was that was both of them. Me and Nick Richards, I, I, it was it was the other one, the, the payoff to the – for the, the tag titles with the – I believe it was the All-Stars. I believe they were the All-Stars oh, at the all? time. Yeah, I, I got the list of them in both stories, and I thought that they were one and the same with kind of, you know, one angle bled off the other, and I was like, oh, okay, well, like that was a pretty cool, long drawn out angle. My fault. <laughs> um, so, have you had any other memorable feuds in other promotions that you've worked for? Uh, kind of got kind of got an ongoing thing with uh, the owner of uh, Gimmick Tree, uh, Charlie Armstrong. Um, it's kind of tapered off here in the past year. I don't know if he's running scared or what after I beat Abyss and a Monster's Ball back in February, uh-huh. um, which that was a a fantastic match. Uh, I loved every second of that match. Uh, I was extremely nervous going into it, but... Um, that that's really the only only other other you know major feud that I've I've got uh, you know everybody else I'm just a, kind of a thorn in everybody's side when I show up really. Mm-hmm. Now I'm assuming you got got a little bit of color in that match with Abyss. Uh, a little bit uh, on my arms on my back. Um, I can't remember if I got some on my face or not, but uh, it, it's—I uh, definitely have some uh, some marks on my body to remember that match by. Who ended up getting the W in that one? You were Abyss. I did. You did. Nice. Nice. All right. Um, so, um, how about let's move on to some maybe some fun road trip stories. Would you happen to have any for us? Um, uh, I, I do have a uh, a famous story from CWF about uh, the time that we went to a bar um, years ago. We there was this uh, this character playing a a sheep character. It was uh, Cornelius J. Lumpkin. Uh, he had become uh, wealthy through uh, oil tycoonery, I guess you could call it. And he went through the trouble of printing up some uh, fake $100 bills with his face on them so that he could uh, cigars with the $100 bills and just flaunt his wealth and all this. 
And so one night we all go to a bar after a show, <laughs> and they send me up to the bar. They say, Dummy, go get us some drinks, you know, go get us this and this and whatever. And um, they they hand me, unknowingly, one of these bills with, you know, the guy's face on it. But apparently it's tucked in. And this is a story that I've been told because I don't – I remember doing it, but I don't remember that they gave me this not real money. Um, so I'm gone for like 15, 20, 30 minutes, whatever the case was. And they're all starting to sweat bullets. They're They're like, he's in trouble. He's not coming back. What's going on? We need to get out of here. Uh, eventually I come back with drinks in hand and about 70 bucks in cash chains and they're looking at each other going, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) And so so they're like, they guzzle down their drinks and they're like, all right, all right, time to go. Time to hit the bricks. Let's go (laughs) on to the next bar. So that was, uh, and I was like, why? Where are we going? You know, and I didn't find out about this till probably almost 10 years later. And they told me, and I was like, what? <laughs> and pass off some counterfeit money. Did you at least get the, did you all at least split the the concessions, I guess? Well, yeah, I, they said get get yourself get yourself something to drink too. So I, I got myself a little little drink. Little did I know, had, had I known what they were doing, I pulled a twenty out of there or something. Right, <laughs> that's what I was meaning. Is well, there was seventy dollars to be had. Did everybody get to split split the winnings? I guess you could say. Yeah, that's a gamble you really don't want to take. No, right? And I bet. And when you said they were sweating bullets, I bet oh, it was like, oh my god, we done worked ourselves yeah. into shoot here. The, the real, the real other thing that I that I found out just this weekend uh, was that the guy whose face was on the money was still in the bar. Oh crap! I yeah. would, because you know that when they gave you that bill, that bill, I'm I'm assuming they did that on purpose as a rib. Um, yes. I bet they were hoping you'd notice it before you got there. You know, you send me money. I'm gonna go pay for stuff and come back later. And right, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna, you know, where I, where I was at my place on the card. I, I didn't have the, the place to argue. You know, if anything, I'm gonna figure it out. Okay, guys, ha ha, here's your fake money back. You know, yeah. but I didn't. You know, and it's dark in a club. I, ain't, I can't. So I just went up and ordered, and I can't believe they didn't. You know, check it for counterfeit or run it through the machine or mark it with a pen or well. Oh, well. I bet they just one hundred dollars, the hundred and hundred dollar sign in the corner, and said, "Okay, here, here's your change." I would hate to end that bartender at the end of the night. Oh, you telling me? Well, who is this guy? Who? This isn't. This isn't Ben Franklin. Man, I, there's a, a story when I was in school here in um, in Danville, Kentucky. There it was when Bush was president. There was a big story about a guy took a two hundred dollar bill with George Bush's picture on it to the Dairy Queen and got ordered a blizzard and got 90-some dollars in change back. From what I remember, that entire store was fired. (laughs) We're starting from scratch. Right. Oh, man. All right. So um, what what bookings do you got coming up here soon? Um, right now working on, uh, actually confirming with, uh, I'm not sure where it is. It's a, a place in Tennessee. I gotta, I gotta hear back from that tonight. Um, but I might have a three spot weekend, uh, PWF possibly in, uh, that I mentioned that earlier, uh, Steve Carino's old promotion in Hubert, North Carolina, then possibly Johnson City, Tennessee, I think it is, on Saturday. Then back in Danville, Virginia on Sunday. And then next week, there's uh, doing a little double shot. Uh, there's a little free 
um, free show for, for my buddy Versetti, who uh, now runs a comic book shop here in Rona. They're doing their little annual, um, they've got an annual wrestling kind of exhibition that they put on to drum up some business, a little costume contest sort of thing for the kids. And that thing, that thing's kind of actually laced with stars. We got uh, Caleb Connolly and Jason Kincaid on that one. Uh, that will be fun. And then heading up to Maryland after that for, for a Saturday night show. Um and then uh, I think I'm heading up to New York. I think there's uh, another big event, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the beginning of November. Okay. And uh going to be going up there for that, I think, and then might pop over to Warriors of Wrestling and see what's going on there. Uh, and then, of course, uh, WrestleCade weekend at the end of November. That's going to be awesome. Uh, if anybody... Uh, in the well, I mean, it's worth driving to. It's just like WrestleCon, uh, uh, where they always have uh, the Fan Fest at um, at the end of uh, or, or the WrestleMania weekend. It's just like that with hundreds of stars. They just announced uh, Christian about two weeks ago, and uh, tons and tons of people coming in. And you, you know how uh, Vince got jealous, and now he's running Starcade in Greensboro, right up the road, to compete with that. Mhm. In November, but, uh, no yeah, the the same because WrestleCade runs Friday night, all day Saturday and Sunday, and he drops Starcade in Greensboro Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to he's trying to he, he's not a he's not a fan apparently, but uh, WrestleCade is going to be where it's at. I, I promise you. All right. Well, if you ever do want to branch out in Kentucky, holler at me after sometime after this is over, and I could throw you a few names of some credible promotions. Uh, which I, one of them I I, inter- I interviewed their booker last week. Um, real good promotion to work for if you ever want to branch into Kentucky. Absolutely. I'm looking to get. I'm, I'm looking to get to all fifty states. Um, I'm I'm uh, I'm slow going. I'm, I'm a late bloomer and. In the second round, I'm looking to balloon. Anybody gets that, then uh, bonus points. All right, man. Usually the last thing I do with with one of my guests is um, I have them impart their advice to anybody that may be listening that might want to become a professional wrestler or is in the process of becoming one. What advice would you give them? Um, Keep your mouth shut. Uh, Keep your ears open. Uh, you don't know nothing. Uh, nobody, nobody knows anything except, you know, even, even these top guys will tell you they don't know nothing. They're still learning. Um, don't not try. If it's something that, that you really, if it's, if it's your dream, if it's, if it's everything you've ever wanted, give it a go. You know, if it's not for you, it's not for you, but. Don't come in. Oh, I've been watching it for, for you know, since I was a little kid, and and I know I know this and I know that because you don't know nothing. Um, the, it, it's it's a business that that's it. It's a business first and foremost, and number one, it it does not owe you anything, and it will not give you anything uh, until you've given to it. Uh, so, like, just keep like I said, just keep your mouth shut. Your ears open. Always be willing to learn. Uh, always be willing to go the extra mile. Break down the ring. Help set it up. Show up early. Stay late. Get it done. You know. It, it, don't don't just don't just serve everybody with lip service about how you you want it. Prove that you want it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Donnie, uh, I, I want to thank you for coming on with me today. Um, it's been a been a very pleasant interview. Uh, been very easy. It's like I tell everybody, the easiest interviews I have is the ones where I don't have to talk. <laughs> uh, um, and it's been really good, man. I was really glad that you reached out to me and come on the show tonight. Oh, I think uh, we we lost him. Um, we lost him. Went back to the studio because I'd been monitoring Facebook, and it said the call has dropped. Um 
So I want to go ahead and thank Donnie for being on the show tonight. It's been a really good interview. Oh, there he is. You kicked me off. Sorry. I told, sorry. I told you that I had that signal out here. It worked all the way until uh, until then. Yeah, because I said something, and I was, I was like, hello, hello. And I'd been on Facebook monitoring the um, the feed that I post. And I was like, hello, hello. And I flipped back, and I said, and it said, caller has been dropped. I was like, oh, crap. Uh, but um, I do want to thank you for coming on tonight. Uh, it's been a really good interview. I really enjoyed it. And I don't know if you heard this part or not, but the best interviews I have are the interviews where I don't have to talk, and I did not have that problem at all tonight. Um, so, again, thank you for coming on, man. Oh, I, I greatly appreciate uh, the opportunity to get my name out there. It's uh, a real honor and a pleasure. I really appreciate it. All right, man. If you know of any of any of your other any of the other workers in your area that might want to come on, man, sh- throw my way. I'll be booking for January. Here comes come here real soon. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, buddy. I, man, be careful and be safe. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I'll hit you up about uh, about some of those guys you were telling me about. All right, man. Thank you, Donnie. Thank you, sir. Huh? All right. That was Donnie Dollars. Uh, he is out of Virginia. Um, you can find him on Facebook at Donnie Dollars. Um, again, I want to thank everybody for listening in tonight. Uh, we will be back next week with Phil, Kentucky Independent Wrestling Manager Phil Fair. Uh, everybody, be be careful, be safe, and we're going to leave you with a little bit of Slayer tonight. Here is Dead Skin Mask.